Good morning, Barry. Today is a historic episode, and it's not because there's a new president in the White House, it's not because the vice president is a female for the first time and is a female of color as well. It's none of all of that stuff. It's historic because today is our 52nd episode, and we've been doing this thing for one whole year. It's absolutely crazy, Chad, to think that just a year ago, we started on this journey, not sure how things would go, as yep. absolute podcast noobs, <laughs> to think of the fact that for 52 weeks, we've delivered a show every single week, some good, some bad, yep. some good moments, some bad moments, the whole, the whole, everything in between, it's really surreal, and I'm pretty proud of ourselves, Chad, to be honest. Yeah, definitely, I am as well. I couldn't believe it as well when we got to this uh, milestone, uh, when we were looking through the show notes, planning out what is going to be a kind of highlights episode but we did want to clarify Barry this is not the best moments of the podcast these are the moments that we have enjoyed the most so folks you're gonna have a lot of bloopers coming your way in the next hour and uh, it's just been such a blast man yeah, definitely. It's been it's been a real learning adventure. Like right from where we started learning all the bits and pieces, as you'll see through some of these clips as we go through them, that we've got a lot better at what we what we do and we've really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I look forward to this every single week. Yep. All the research, all the work that goes into it, it's a lot. It doesn't just yep. happen yep. like this. But I've really enjoyed it. And I think it's one of those things that I'm proud that we've been consistent. We've kept keep, keeping things up. And you, the listeners, have been absolutely amazing. The fact that we have listeners in over 25 countries around the world, yep. the fact that you guys are still sticking with us 52 episodes in is absolutely amazing and we're so grateful for you and hopefully this episode will be a nice little nostalgic kind of walk through memory lane looking at all the various favorite moments of, of this past year absolutely and we just talk about all of the listeners barry i know in the past we've gotten quite focused on numbers looking at how many views and listens and i guess that is just a modern day thing that we always do because we are able now to compare to other people and i saw a very interesting tweet this past week that kind of struck home um, because if you were to think about an auditorium let's say of all of these people sitting there listening to you it would feel quite substantial right but as soon as you start comparing numbers to, to bigger channels and all of those kinds of things uh, you, you get a bit despondent and i think we do need to just keep reminding ourselves that there is kind of a virtual auditorium in front of us uh, listening to everything that we have to say it is a really cool thing to visualize, Chad. And like you say, we do get caught up in the numbers sometimes. We worry about, is this thing growing? Like, are the numbers getting to where we see them? And we compare ourselves to these ginormous podcasts who have millions and millions of views and listens, and we kind of think... Oh boy. But at the, at the end of the day, the fact that people are listening to us week after week and we built this kind of small-ish but quite loyal audience has been yeah. really, really cool. But for me, it's those messages we receive, those very kind words yeah. on WhatsApp or any of our social media saying, I really enjoyed that last episode or kind of reveling in some of the topics we talk about. That really makes a difference because that means we're doing it for someone out there. And obviously we're doing it for ourselves as well. We've really enjoyed the sure. experience of kind of learning this whole process. But the fact that there are you, you people out there who are listening to us and really engaging with the content is, is amazing. And and uh, hopefully for for a long time to come. Absolutely. And do keep sending those messages, please, because they keep us going. Uh, they obviously fill our hearts with a whole lot of joy. So do keep sending them. Anyway, welcome to our special edition highlights episode. Alrighty, so what we have done, or what Barry has done at least, is taking a look at some of the highlight moments, uh, which we're going to just go through kind of one by one, maybe debrief a little bit, chat through some of our favorite times of this podcast as it's been tracking on for the whole of the last year. And like you said, Barry, it really is quite the feat. I mean, if I just think back 
on how many hours we have. And it's not just 52 hours. We've In the beginning, we're notoriously bad for recording longer than an hour. <laughs> notoriously bad. If I look at all of the timestamps in all of these highlight clips, uh, most of them are actually beyond the one hour mark. So we've got so many hours up online of our lives which are documented. Uh, and now that we have this opportunity to look back, it's just an incredible thing to have. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a time capsule almost. When I was going through some of these old clips and I was looking at like what we looked like back then, yeah. how things looked back then, <laughs> what we were chatting about, all these things were different. And so every episode is kind of a time capsule of what we were thinking at the time, what we were like thinking about and talking about at the time and what topics are actually in the news. Yep. I mean, some of the things going back to the beginning of the coronavirus or the beginning of the Trump era, only this kind of stuff is very interesting to see where things were compared to where they are now. But Chad, I want to take you back right to the very, very first moment when you first sent me that little piece of <laughs> handwritten notes for the idea for this podcast and I wanted to ask you when you sent me that what were your expectations like what were you thinking was going to come of it um, and did it kind of live up to what you thought when you sent those notes all the, that year ago yeah so those notes I mean super funny story obviously you know I had the iPad Pro and I always want excuses to actually use it so I decided well let me send Barry something handwritten um, and to be honest I had been plucking up the courage for a little while, it was a couple of weeks, I was thinking, you know what, we should totally do a podcast. Like, Barry is one of the smartest dudes I know. Uh, you know, we, we both have a love for talking and sharing ideas and all of that kind of stuff. Like, it's a no-brainer, we should be doing it. Um, but to simply just send a message just to ask or float the idea was not going to be good enough. I needed something that was impactful, something that Barry could look at and be like, actually, he's put quite a bit of effort in this. I'm going to feel bad if I say <laughs> no. <laughs> And also, how amazing if this thing does explode to look back at this tiny little document. So I think what we'll do is while I'm talking, I'll, I'll uh, show you guys on the screen what this kind of looks like. Uh, but in terms of the expectation, I mean, we basically stuck to the main skeleton, the main framework over there. Obviously, the format of this over, over Skype kind of thing every week and, you know, getting together, editing everything afterwards. It all is pretty much the same. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what was your reaction when you received it? Did you have a good chuckle? Chad, I, I was very impressed, like you say, because you put a lot of thoughts into this and you had the structure down, you had everything ready to go. And what you didn't know is that at the time, I was also really wanting to do a podcast okay. myself, but I was terrified by all the tech. I was okay. terrified by how we're going to edit it, where am I going to post it, how does this all work, yeah. how does the video work, how does the audio work. <laughs> and you obviously are an expert in these things. And when you came to me and you said, listen, are we, we, we've got all this sorted, here's how we do it, here's how we distribute, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool, this guy <laughs> knows what he's talking about and I can just come in and do the fun stuff right which is the engaging and yeah. the ideas and all the content and the, and the research so that's been really really cool and i think we've had a nice balance between the two of us yeah we have yeah. we've got a good rapport as, as friends for a long time but a good mm. rapport when it comes to talking to each other and and batting back and forth some of these ideas we often laugh because we agree <laughs> on so much stuff so one of the <laughs> running jokes is that we agree on everything <clears throat> so it's been a really interesting experience to kind of every single week kind of bat topics back and forth and kind of dig into what we think and what yeah. what actually matters and i think we've changed our minds on quite a few things because of these conversations yeah yeah and that's what's been so special about this is that these conversations are just two people trying to figure out the world that's all it is right trying yep. to figure out what matters in this world how do we make ourselves better humans how do we deal with everything that's going on and the fact that we did this in 2020 chad which is one of the strangest years on record <laughs> yeah is certainly going to be a really cool time capsule to look back on in our later years absolutely is absolutely is and like you said a magic time capsule that we have uh, luckily obviously being able to store all of this stuff, it's taking up a whole lot of space. I'm going to have to get some storage uh, you know, protocols going because I don't just store the, the final export edits, uh, which are basically, I think, eight or nine gigabytes an episode. Uh, that's just for the video. 
I also store all of the raw audio, the raw video, all of that stuff, uh, because you just never know, Barry. Like I said, this thing might explode. You never know. Exactly. And for clips episodes like this, we needed that footage, yeah. right? We needed to know exactly where it was so that we can run through some of our favorite highlights. And so, Chad, I want to say a big thank you to you, dude. Your, your, your contribution and your inputs and all the tech stuff that you've been able to bring to this show has made it world-class quality. I mean, this light I'm using is yours. <laughs> Everything that comes down to the production quality of this show is up to you. And so for anyone who's listening to this crystal clear audio, this amazingly crisp video, Chad's the guy to thank. Oh, thanks, Barry. That means a lot, man. That really does. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Definitely. Thank you, dude. And uh, yeah, in terms of the actual curating, the interesting topics that we talk about, I typically just live under a rock. So for, for me, <laughs> this podcast is is trying to get me to know what's going on in the world, uh, if anything else. And, uh, you know, Barry always has these incredibly interesting things that he brings up every single week. Uh, and that's all you do. So so thank you so much for that, man. Of course, of course. And enough flattering each other. Let's get into <laughs> some of these highlights. Let's dig in through some of our favorite moments Let's of the past year. We're going to go through them chronologically. So right from the beginning, right through to, to the last week's episode. And just share some of our favorite moments and see what we think, Chad. Awesome. Well, let's start off, as we said, chronologically on episode three. This is when we spoke about the Tesla Cybertruck. It feels like just yesterday. Anyway, let's roll. <laughs> So the first thing on the week that was, uh, this was uh, quite an interesting one, really. Uh, the most polarizing, I'd say, uh, release in terms of the product <laughs> space in the last uh, couple of years, definitely Tesla unveiling its Cybertruck. Now, Barry, what were your first thoughts? It's it's a typical Tesla move. And I, to be honest, I loved it. I loved the whole spectacle. I loved the drama. I loved the, the polarization. I loved everyone shouting at each other. It was a really, really entertaining uh, release and a really entertaining unveiling. Yeah. I think that the Cybertruck is something that we've been waiting hey, for from Tesla for a while. And everyone is a bit curious as to what they're going to do about control. it. And uh, to see what Elon and the team did was uh, fantastic. I mean, there's so many things to talk about here. So, uh, you know, you've you've kind of split out some of the some of the basic points. So, I mean, let's get started on the first one. I think the elephant in the room. Um, obviously, this is a big Cybertruck, so you know, elephant being an apt animal to choose here. But let's talk about the design. I mean, uh, this looks like you or my drawing as a kid um, in terms of very hard lines. Uh, you know, nothing that uh, we would have expected coming out uh, from this manufacturer. Definitely. It's, it's one of those designs that's got people talking because it's so unique and so bizarre. And as you say, it looks rather rudimentary. Um, and what you can see is that they've definitely seen the fact that in order to make a splash in this new market, they yeah. can't have their car look like everything, everyone else, right? And okay. pickup trucks in, in America and across the world look very much the same. Like you can look at the models and they all kind of look the same. Um, they kind of do the same thing. And so they knew they had to make some sort of splash. And yeah. so they come out with this thing that looks like it's out of a sci-fi movie slash from a six-year-old's notebook, like a <laughs> weird mix of the two. Um, and from a design perspective, I can't imagine driving that thing around. I mean, I think if, you, if, if you're only listening to this, go and look for a picture online. I can't imagine dri driving this. I don't know if you can, Chad. I, I, I definitely can't. Alrighty, Barry, that was the Cybertruck. Uh, I mean, first reactions, we've got Barry's hair, which is, which is looking wonderful, man. Oh, jeez, dude, what was I doing? It was, like a, it was like a mini mohawk trying to be a mohawk, but just not, not getting the job done. And I realized I'm wearing the same shirt, coincidentally, which is a very strange thing to realize as well. 
Um, Chad, what what makes me cringe about that one is we were stumbling over our words a lot. (laughs) There were a lot of sentences there we could have made a lot shorter. I think we've got a lot better at that over time. Um, But it's really weird to look at us back then, dude. The cyber track, like you say, feels like yesterday, but the fact that it's a year ago is a bit bizarre. It really is, especially now when the electric vehicles uh, are starting to pick up a bit of momentum, uh, especially on my side of the pond. Like I said, a lot of development since uh, back then. But yeah, I mean, still is such a polarizing uh, design. I mean, I, I guess a lot of people are a lot more comfortable with it now and i think some people are looking forward to it even more than ever uh, but it was so cool just to talk about that design uh, where you know it just came across one of my news feeds that week and you know we had to discuss it yeah it's one of those things where i can still see it in my brain that's how good that is well not good that's how weird <laughs> this design was that it still sticks in my brain today and, and i really can't wait to see it in real life at some stage i don't know when but i'm looking forward yeah. to seeing it in real life and just seeing if it's as ridiculous as it looks in the pictures <laughs> yeah and i'm sure it will be barry even though we've now going to be used to that design i'm sure it's still going to be as weird for everyone when they actually see them on the streets then we lead on to our next favorite moment barry and that is one that has just not lived down i somehow thought it was a lot further in the podcast than just episode five uh, because it just has stuck out so much since it actually happened chad it's one of those moments i still think about every now and then it's, it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened on this podcast me and you laughed for like 20 yep. minutes crying laughing we had to stop the podcast and take like a rest break it was an absolutely hilarious moment and it's something i still think about today and so when i think about across the pond this is one of my favorite favorite pieces well let's not keep you waiting any further and so i think it's kind of cosmetic because um the current ceo sundai picha pichao What's what's his name? I think we should cut that. Yeah, please. (laughs) This change is mostly cosmetic because for a long time now, the current CEO (laughs) sent (laughs) off. Sundar Pichai. Sundar Pichai. Okay. You can see the tears coming in my eyes there. (laughs) Cool. This change, though, is is probably a little can, bit cosmetic because for a long t- for, for the last couple of years, the current CEO soon opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> God, <laughs> this is what happens when you record a podcast at ten p.m. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> and that really is true. We used to record uh, after work, after a long day of work at 10 o'clock at night for Barry's time. It would be 8 for me. Um, but yeah, we had so many of those moments actually where you just cannot stop laughing. Thank goodness we are not live. And, one, and once you start, Chad, it's so hard yeah. to stop. Because I would try and compose myself. I would like look down. I'd turn, okay, okay, I'm going to say his name properly <laughs> this time. And then I'd look up and I'd see your little face in the corner. You trying not to laugh. <laughs> and I see that little smirk, that little Chad smirk in the corner of your mouth. And I would set me off again. And we must have laughed for like, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a clipped down version, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. We must have laughed for 20 minutes. And like you said, it was 10 p.m. We were both tired. We were like, what yeah. the hell crazy is this thing? And I couldn't say the name of the Google CEO. <laughs> It's one of those things where, like, while you're doing it, you're actually thinking, is it actually that funny? No, it's not. But for some reason, (laughs) you just have this compulsion to laugh. 
and yeah as i said not even be able to stop and in all honesty barry i haven't had one of those moments where your tummy is actually sore from laughing since i was a kid yeah, man, my eyes were going red because I was crying and my eyes were going red. My stomach was sore. It was it, one of those proper belly laughs you just can't contain. Yeah. And those are some of the best moments of life. And and like you say, I think at that point in time, we were just starting to get to the beginning of this this whole COVID thing and we were starting to feel a little bit not not so lacquer. And that was a yeah. really, really nice moment. It was just like pure, unadulterated laughter, which is very, very rare. Absolutely. Right, now the next one is just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know what got into <laughs> us. It's one of those things where I suppose now that you have the opportunity to be wacky and zany and just weird, we honestly just grabbed that opportunity with open hands, Barry, and we went and got as many Christmas props as we could find and just did absolute ridiculous things with them. Looking back at these bloopers, uh, people must have been watching this and thinking, what the heck? I mean, I'm watching this now, Chad, and thinking, what the <laughs> heck were we doing, right? Basically, I went to my parents' house, grabbed as many just bits and pieces of Christmas attire as I could, and most of them ended up being silly headbands. And so as you'll see in this clip, it just we looked absolutely ridiculous. It was the Christmas spirit. Everyone was in yeah. a very, very high, good mood. But unfortunately, some of the topics weren't very happy, yeah. Chad. And unfortunately, I was trying to change some of my attire during some <laughs> of the topics, which uh, caused you to have a little bit of a meltdown. It did, yeah, exactly. And like you said, we we're covering serious stuff, but on for the benefit of the YouTube viewers, uh, there was just these weird things going on in the background. And uh, I don't know, we, we got to try and do that again this year, Barry. I know it's not going to be a Christmas like usual. Uh, certainly, I hope that here yeah, in the UK, we're not going to be in lockdown, but we, we got to try and do something like this again. Definitely, definitely. Let's have a look at last year's one, Chad. <laughs> are you... Are you... <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to move as much as possible. Certainly interesting developments there. A very uh, <laughs> damn it. Barry <clears throat> predicts you can't uh, like really <laughs> mother nature. Mother certainly heroic pilots to to go in and and uh, <laughs> <laughs> now very now at all oh times. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Chad. The full crowd going absolutely but wild. Can you can you pause? Sure. Sorry about my cap my camera turned off. Okay, I think we're I think we're recording. I hope the class is all good. So Barry, tell me about the blitz. We're starting again. Or where are we going from? <laughs> I was just gonna put it this side instead. Ooh. <laughs> you gotta watch the YouTube for that, folks. Certainly re recommend. You know, got in love, fall in love. Sorry, let me just. Starts. Similar to separation, it's something called un. It's no, it's something called any point of. Uh, <laughs> sorry, at any point of difficult through. <laughs> what? Do you want to just quickly say a little bit of Winston Churchill in our lives instead of <laughs> William Churchill? Did I say William? <laughs> Certainly, get surprised no matter where I am. Chad <laughs> <laughs> is fixing his uh, attire. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You look great. Oh. <laughs> 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 I love the bow. Absolutely, let's move on to our next segment. What's on your mind? <laughs> That's not next. <laughs> we, we still have one more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Uh, during those seasons, <laughs> I really focused a lot of my fitness on those two sports. But then during off, off times... <laughs> Barry, I just cannot take anything serious seriously uh, with all with that cape that you've got on there. You've got the the bow on your head. On in the background, you've tied various Christmas hats and all things onto the wall. My gosh, what were we up to? Oh, Chad, it it looks so ridiculous looking back at it now. And that bow, like you were completely obsessed with that bow. That bow destroyed you for a good two or three minutes. Even when we tried to carry on the podcast, it just didn't go well. And I, re- I remember pre-sticking up those hats on the wall. I don't know why I decided to put hats on the wall. I don't, I don't know what, what that decision came from. Um, just a really, really wacky Christmas episode, which I really enjoyed. But looking back on it now, we looked ridiculous. Absolutely. I had Christmas <laughs> decorations on my face. I had a little Santa that you normally stick into a, a pot plant. I had that in my shirt. <laughs> I had uh, Christmas lights, like little ball bubbles floating around my face. And those sunglasses, Chad. Those sunglasses <laughs> were Tom Cruise level. They were great. They were great. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, what a moment to look back on. Okay, Barry, <laughs> now the next one, which is, like I said, pretty historic, actually. And this was the first moment that we actually mentioned the coronavirus. Now, I can't actually remember this moment. Yesterday, Barry, I exported all of these little clips, but I just entered the timestamps. I didn't actually listen back or watch any of it. So I'm pretty keen to see what we had to say. Yeah, definitely, Chad. And one little piece that I found on the show notes when I was looking for it is that at the time, we just wrote China virus. It wasn't even called the coronavirus back then. So in our notes, we had virus coming out of China or something. So the very, very first kind of inkling as to what this this pandemic could bring about. And it's going to be a weird experience looking back on it now, Chad, thinking about what we've been through over the past six months. Interesting. So the first story, is there another pandemic around the world? Uh, obviously, China has had its uh, new coronavirus, um, basically of the same sort of family as the SARS virus uh, that, you know, obviously uh, did some really bad things a couple of years back. Um, it looks like it started at a fish market and uh, as these things always do, jumps over from animal species to humans. Um, and yeah, basically the, the sort of main hook here is that it causes pneumonia. And this is obviously what is uh, raising all these red flags for, for potential deaths and, and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, basically there's been, as we record <laughs> this, um, a day or two ago, they've come up with a recent discovery that there is an incubation period of 1 to 14 days obviously whenever there's a new virus no one knows how it reacts uh, with the world that it's living in and yeah now we know that people can carry the virus before even showing any symptoms um, which is certainly a concern Um, and as we record obviously this number is moving at a rapid pace uh, but there's currently 3,000 cases um, and 81 people dead Um, interestingly though no deaths outside China um, but various uh, infections outside of China um, in terms of Thailand, the US, Oz. Um, there's obviously uh, it's a bit more widespread in, in some smaller numbers as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, essentially we've seen Wuhan, uh, where this uh, virus has basically broken out, um, on pretty much a lockdown now. Um, and uh, interestingly enough for me, um, in Shanghai, government has actually stopped businesses from returning to work until the 10th of February. A serious, serious uh, virus here, Barry. 
Yeah, definitely. It's one of those stories that is very, very scary. These kind of pandemics are one of the biggest threats to 21st century civilization by pure by, by the fact that our world is so globalized, people are so mobile, there's so many of us that these things, if they're not caught right at the beginning, can really spread very, very quickly. So obviously the whole of China and all of that area is on high alert and are trying their best to quarantine and try and keep it as small as possible. But we've seen with things like the Ebola virus and other pandemics in the past that these things get out of our control very quickly and it takes a lot of resources a lot of clever thinking a lot of like strategic maneuvering to ensure that we can control this and try and find the best kind of uh, retaliation the best kind of response we can to this virus a uh, very scary story yeah definitely i mean i think the the two sort of interesting things that play here for me is how you know in the in the first beginning kind of week of this virus um a lot of the people of china very sort of unsure about whether the government's telling the full truth, we obviously know what happened with the SARS virus. Um, so there's a bit of skepticism around that, but I th it looks like they've kind of, uh, you know, come clean with everything, not really withholding anything. And the second thing for me is that the World Health Organization obviously grappling with whether this is a, you know, sort of worldwide issue yet or just an issue unique to China. Yeah, the communication is so, so important with these kinds of things. And so the story needs to be set straight. Everyone needs to be singing from the same hymn book, et cetera, et cetera. And if there is any misinformation or fake news or misleading stuff out there, that's a real struggle. Because once this, once information gets contaminated and kind of gets confusing for citizens and you don't know how to act, you don't know if you should be going to work, if you should be staying at home, how to treat it, if, you, if they have some symptoms, et cetera. So it's very important that everyone's on the same page here. And I've seen quite promising um, stories in the in this regard i think that china as you say have, have been quite forthright and quite yeah. forthcoming with all the information um and we'll have to wait and see as to whether they can contain it in that area or if it's going to require international intervention to come in and try and make sure it doesn't go any wider than where it is at the moment well let's hope that doesn't happen i mean yeah really such a worrying one here like you said just how how quickly it spreads i mean if we look at four days ago i recall that number being at around 800 um and yeah now we are at 3000 how how quickly has that grown yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it's because everyone's in such close proximity in these big cities, right? So everyone lives so close to each other that if it's contagious, and especially if the symptoms are hidden, that's a big key part here. The symptoms are hidden. So the guys who are carrying this virus or carrying this disease don't know it until it's yeah. too late. And they've already infected the people around them. And so I think this is a, a, a key transition point for our civilization when it looks at what is an existential risk for humanity. So we often talk about nuclear war, we talk about AI sometimes, we talk about climate change, etc. As a, as a threat to the whole humanity. And pandemics is one of those that is very, very serious and very threatening, but not as many people talk about it, because yep. it's not as sexy to talk about, it's not as in the media all the time. And it's only when these things happen, then all of a sudden the media well, changes changed. its tune and becomes very important. What I'm very comforted by is there are people whose entire job is to prepare for these kind of situations. Yeah. So the World Health Organization and all of its surrounding kind of paraphernalia, <laughs> they are prepared for this and they've been planning for things like this and they have the best chance possible to try oh and contain boy. it. So but it's something we should definitely be thinking about as an existential threat to ourselves and ensure that if these things come along, we have the right resources in place and we know what's going on. Because if you, if you wait too long and you don't catch it early enough, it's too late. I mean, less on the important part is the timing of this. Um, you know, China's Lunar New Year now being extended by three days. Um, but, you know, certainly not a whole lot that could be done to, uh, to prolong that. Um, just really poor timing as well for everyone uh, in the country. 
Yeah, definitely. That's that's just pure bad luck. And uh, I remember when I was I was in uh, <laughs> Shanghai for Chinese New Year about four or five years ago, and it was such an amazing time of year. Like the festivities are incredible, the mm. morale and the feeling in those cities is so so incredible. And to have something like this kind of dampen it a bit and put a put a bit of a cork in that is is really worrying and and quite sad to be honest. Well, let's hope that death rate can stabilize and uh, stay where it is. Hopefully, the research and uh, you know. The medical guys get involved in and, and so the medical guys and the research and none of that stuff happened barry and i wish we were at the stage where we only had 80 deaths my gosh that was in january two months before i was put into full-blown lockdown and you guys shortly thereafter followed suit uh, and i am now still however many months later in lockdown 2.0 my gosh we had no idea what was about to hit us we really didn't. I think at the time, we just felt like another news story. We kind of just moved on from it. We had no idea that for the rest of the year, most of the global conversation would be focused on this one virus. And listening to us talk about it, like it, I think we did relatively okay. We, we hit did, some yeah. of the key topics, but we were a bit naive when we thought about... <clears throat> Were China disclosing everything? We 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 learned later on that they weren't. Were the WHO in control of things? We learned later on that they weren't, and that things were really starting to spread at that point. Yep. And unfortunately, by then, by the time everyone started to raise the alarm, there'd already been people traveling with the virus to every single stretch around the world. And so we didn't know at that time that this would become the number one story of 2020, and the number one reason we'd be chatting about this every single week on the podcast. It felt, but it was one of these things that's a once in a lifetime thing. And as we stand here today, Chad, there's, I think there's over a million deaths at this point. Yeah. So crazy to look back on that early day. It's just insane. And like you say, number one story, but also the number one thing that has just altered our lives completely. I mean, we've spoken about it, Barry. I was supposed to get married a few months ago in South Africa, and that couldn't happen. Um, you know, obviously, so much of the plans that we had for this year were just completely torn apart. But uh, yeah, we ha honestly had no idea. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those years where when we look back on 2020, this is what you're going to remember, right? This absolute blur of lockdowns and curfews and alcohol bans and, and deaths and all of this mm. chaos and, and confusion that has come with this pandemic. And it's certainly something we're never going to forget, Chad. Well, certainly, certainly not. There's another thing that we're never going to forget, Barry, and it's a lot less serious, <laughs> uh, but it will always be in the back of our minds uh, because we do this podcast. And at this stage, I'm I mean, how many were we in? We were 20 episodes in. We were in a good little swing of this thing. Uh, we had our routine going. We got to the end of recording an episode, which actually went really well from what I can recall. And uh, and then this following moment uh, followed. Barry, can you just describe the feeling? Don't do not do this to me, Chad. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't force me into the hole and throw me under the bus here. Um, it was one of those moments, Chad, that I felt so guilty about. <laughs> because, like you say, we had recorded a really good episode and a really long episode, yep. as far as I remember. Yep. I think it was quite a, yep. quite a humdinger. And uh, we got to the end of the episode, and or close to the end. And I had this realization, Chad, that the video will pick up perfectly that made me feel like a real idiot. The exposure might be different. I'll try my best. Okay, audio. Oh, dude. Oh, what? what's wrong? Has it stopped? How long? How long? Oh, Don't yeah. tell me. The whole episode. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. No. <laughs> no. No ways. Oh, look no. at me die inside. No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, 
man. Holy shit. Dude, I'm so sorry. Oh shit! What, what an idiot! I just looked at my audio recorder and it just says zero 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 zero. I didn't. Put the Let's do it again. <laughs> I love that cut. How's your phone battery cut. looking? No, it's dead. Almost dead. Audio is Audio's recording. recording. Uh, believe it or not. Believe it. Okay, or not. video's up on the side too, and I think it looks okay. I think we're all all good. And and Barry, this time, my geometric yeah. sh- shaped pillow is in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Charles. You're welcome. That, 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 look, that, that's the reason I did it. Um, I didn't yeah. want to say yeah. it out loud, but uh, <laughs> I know the real reason. Now. It's all about those little details. How are you so good natured about that? How did you watch me do that and waste all that time of yours and you just laughed and was so kind to me about it? I, I don't know how you did it, Chad. What else is there to do, Barry? This is life. These <laughs> things happen. It could happen to me. It might still happen to me at any point in time. Uh, I mean, there's just no other option but to laugh about it like we did. Look back on it. Laugh at that. I mean, you're right. It was quite a long episode. I think we were recording for about two hours at that time. And the crazy yeah, yeah. thing is that after that, we actually went back and re-recorded the whole episode. But then there were all the concerns of, are your earphones, do they have enough battery? Does the camera have enough battery? Is there enough memory? Like, there were so many extra things to think about. I mean, luckily, I was still looking for a job, so I had all the time in the world. Uh, potentially, that's one of the reasons, Barry. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like you said, there's so many moving parts that we had to, to re, like rediscover because everything ran out of battery because we've been yeah. recording for two hours already. And then I went to got some lunch. We waited for things to charge, and then we came back a little bit later, and we redid the whole episode again. And it was such a weird experience trying to recreate our conversations, yep. <laughs> having known we've done them before, but then trying to make them still feel legit and authentic the second time around. Yep. It was just a very weird experience all around. And when I finished like four hours in, Chad... I was absolutely exhausted, <laughs> felt so guilty about what I'd done. And uh, yeah, it was a really, really weird, weird moment. I can strongly remember the fatigue that I had as well after talking for four <laughs> hours. Um, I honestly just, I think I just went and had a nap or something like instantly after we did it. Uh, because you're right, it was so so much effort and not just effort in talking, which obviously we do very passionately. But like you say, trying to recreate those moments as if they were authentic and like they happened the first time around, uh, which is a hard thing to do. Yeah, hopefully, Chad, I've learned my lesson, but we've had a few close calls in the, in the weeks that preceded this. Um, but hopefully I've learned my lesson and I make sure always check the recorder, make sure that you see the little red record light. It's very, very crucial because I do not want to repeat that again. So important, folks. If you're ever recording anything, let this serve as a moment <laughs> of remembrance for you. Uh, always hit record. Be sure to make sure that that light is on. Next up, we've got a moment, our first musical moment on the podcast, really, Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously, a, a few weeks later, we were about to discover uh, the musical prodigy that was going to change our minds about music forever. But before we got <laughs> there, uh, we had a question from a listener asking whether we could perform a little something as well. Now, moving on to the last question. This one is from Michaela. And uh, she says, would love to hear a singing demo or different styles between you and Barry just for fun. Barry, what do you think? Oh, putting us on the spot here, Chad. Uh, Michaela, I appreciate the question, but putting us on the spot big time. 
Um, I think, Chad, we lost a musical superstar in this yeah. last few days, a guy by the name of Bill Withers, who is an amazing voice, an amazing songwriter from the Motown era. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I certainly was influenced a lot by his music. And so Chad suggested that maybe we should do one of his songs. What do you think, Chad? Absolutely. Well, I think it's a great idea. And, uh, you know, if at this point in the podcast, this <laughs> doesn't tickle your fancy at all, it's right at the end. <laughs> you don't disclaimer. anything else. Uh, so so self-deprecating, Chad. Um, but if you'd like to hear us have a little quick sing-along, um, we're going to quickly do a little bit of Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. Okay, let me get my guitar. Cool. <laughs> the groove. Oh, yeah. Such a good sound. sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Barry? Wonder this time where she's gone wonder if she's gonna stay ain't no sunshine when she's gone and this house just ain't no home anytime she goes away silky smooth Chad. so silky smooth on the guitar there i love it i oh, love thanks, it Barry. that was one of those moments where i didn't realize how difficult it was actually going to be to record a duet actually across the pond yep. i remember we had to send a couple versions to each other because we couldn't get the timing right and i kept stuffing up my harmonies and yep. all that stuff so it really was a bit harder than i anticipated but it came out really nicely yeah we did we did initially actually try to do the whole thing live but like barry said with the delay in skype it was really <laughs> tricky uh, especially because you know I had to when you're playing naturally you will adjust your rhythm uh, to the singer uh, and so I was trying to not focus on him so that when we do synchronize it up afterwards it would make sense but it was so hard we had to do it uh, the other way but it came out really nice Barry and I'm, I'm actually glad we stuck it into the podcast I think so too and I think we need to have some more of those in Chad I yeah. think we need to uh, revisit that idea because we both love a good a good jam good play on the, on the guitar or some singing so we need to look at that in the future I do agree but the first musical thing that ever happened with the podcast was just before our first episode. Like we said, I sent through the idea of the podcast and obviously at that stage started getting really excited about what it was going to actually look like. And then obviously the creative juices started flowing and I was like, we're going to need a jingle. Every podcast has a jingle. We're going to need a jingle. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, Barry, what next happened? Something we could never have guessed. 
No, Chad, who would have known that that jingle would become so catchy <laughs> and so kind of endemic to this podcast that it would cause arguments and debates <laughs> around the world? Um, and so we got one of those debates, one of those questions asking exactly what is it? What is it? What is in that jingle, Chad? So the first one, I'm going to let you talk me through it, Barry, because I got the question this past week and I straight away burst out into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our dear friend Annika sent this question. So thank you, Annika. We really appreciate it. We know that you and Philip were having a huge debate over the dinner table <laughs> as to which of these options it was. And it's a very important topic, Chad. That wonderful jingle that you made for us at the beginning of the show, that very, very catchy jingle that everyone is singing in their head or humming in their head when they finish the podcast <laughs> Of across the pond. The question is, Chad, is it option one where it's ah across the pond or is it ah across the pond? Very subtle difference there. Very important material difference. Chad, let the fans know what is the reality. I have to, unfortunately, Annika, say that it's neither. It starts with <laughs> pond across the pond. And uh, yeah, that's that's the thinking. So really sorry that neither of those options is correct. But I find it fantastic that you actually even asked that kind of question and are analyzing every single piece of our episode to that degree. Really appreciate it. <laughs> it. It's probably the best possible result, Chad, because none of them win the arguments. Then it's kind of an even <laughs> playing field. We haven't hurt any feelings. So I think it's a good answer. Well, what can we say, Barry? We are there to support relationships, to make sure that, like we said, uh, they all win. Everyone wins. Uh, and that's what happened in this case, too. They're still married to this day, Chad. This jingle debate did not tear them apart thanks to your very diplomatic response saying that it wasn't any of the options. Um, but yeah, it, it really does show like how how popular those, those jingles have been. I've gotten a lot of messages, Chad, talking about how much people love the jingles. Oh, and not just that one, but all the ones that are interspersed within the show. It's one of my favorite parts of the podcast. We always dance along when you're playing them here in, in, during recording. And it was so cool to get a question about it. It really made my day. Yeah, I really enjoyed making it, Barry. And I'm so glad that everyone likes it as well. And as soon as you received it and you were like, yes, this has to stay. I was like, that's amazing. And then, I mean, after that, we came up with another jingle, which is pretty cool, which is Be Our Guest, uh, which was also fun. And we both got involved in that. Again, all of these little subtle details of the podcast where we just throw ourselves fully into. Yeah, and just have fun with it, Chad. All of our all our decisions are always based on can we have fun with this? Can yeah. we make this as cool as we think? And there's our personalities injected into every single part of it. The structure, the jingles, yeah. the topics, the way we talk, all of this stuff is purely Barry and Chad. And we hope that comes through in the yeah. in this show. Like this show is unique. It's it's just our show. We're doing it like unlike anyone else. And I really enjoy that fact that every single little detail we really put a lot of effort yeah. into. And a lot of them, as a listener or as a viewer, you might not realize how much work actually went in behind the scenes to make small little things work. And so that's a really cool Easter egg for me. And I, I love that Annika asked it. Yeah, as well. And you're right. This is our stamp on time. And I'm glad that everyone is following along on that journey. Now, the next one, Barry, like I hinted at a little bit earlier, was a moment that I will still remember as well when I got that message coming in from Barry talking about this musical <laughs> prodigy. And, uh, and since then, like I said, it's changed the way that I view this thing that is music. Yeah, for me, for me, it was quite a seminal moment in that sense where, it, like you say, it changed what music meant to me. And it kind of brought me out of the stupor of thinking that the, the 2000s music hasn't been that great. I mean, we all look back at the 80s and the 90s yeah. and talk about how good music was back then. Um, and for the first time in, in kind of my generation, like in modern times, I felt that music had shifted. And I felt like I discovered this incredible, incredible talent. And I was so excited to 
to share it with you, Chad. It's not ideal. Now, Barry, I've really, really enjoyed speaking about Apple. I've really enjoyed speaking about lockdown eases, Kanye West, all of that stuff. It's been really <laughs> exciting. But, oh man, am I excited to speak about our next segment. Chad, I've been waiting the whole week. Let's get there. Let's get there. <laughs> Stuff I found interesting. I was so excited. I was so, so excited. Let's just kick this off with two words. Jacob Collier. <laughs> oh, Chad, 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 Chad. We need to have a heart to heart. How did we not know about this guy? We call ourselves music fans. We call ourselves musicians sometimes when we tonkle around on the, on the piano. Like tonkle around. How do we not know about Jacob Collier? I feel like the world is broken. I feel like we know about all sorts of other people and uh, some really not so good, not so talented people, people who have access to autotune and good production facilities. Um, and I guess it's just the way the world is designed. Those who are behind big labels that pump out loads of money, loads of marketing, you know, get things in the right place, get things to people's ears. And uh, the fact that we've not heard of this guy until now... Um, I'm ashamed. Yes, Chad. It really is. It makes me a little bit sad that I haven't been able to enjoy his music until now. Yeah. But luckily, we've now found him and now we can deliver him to the Across the Pond audience. And so if you've never listened to him, you need to go and check him out. Basically, he's a 24-year-old musician uh, hailing from North London. And he's won four Grammys already. Like, I didn't even realize he had won the Grammys, but he's won four Grammys already. And basically, it's really hard to describe him, Chad. I've been trying to figure out how am I going to describe this to someone who's never heard his music. And it's very, very difficult to describe because he he kind of bends genres yep. he's got a little bit of jazz in him he's got some blues he's got a little bit of pop he's got some EDM in him he's got a whole bunch of genres in his stuff sure. and so it's very hard to kind of figure out where does he fit he's one of these musical prodigies that is a multi-instrumentalist he can play every instrument you can think <laughs> of from the piano to the harpsichord to the double bass to the, to the everything right but even more importantly he understands how to do digital music he understands Logic Pro and all these digital workstations better than most. So that's almost an instrument on its own to be able to do weird things with sound and really like push the boundaries when it comes to music production. So in my opinion, he's, he's possibly the most talented musician or the most talented producer, at least, that I've seen in a very, very long time. And at 24 years old, Chad, I've been blown away by his music and I've been listening to it on repeat for the last week. It's really quite hard to explain the scale of this to an audience without the actual <laughs> tracks in the episode. And uh, I certainly, certainly recommend going and having a look at some of his stuff on YouTube. That's where Barry started me off. And as soon as he sent me that link, I just realized that my evening was screwed. Um, I certainly felt very, very under-accomplished. I felt like I had wasted my life. How is this 24-year-old guy such a genius? He's truly a genius. Um, and like you said, the fact that he blends these genres together and the way that he does it, I was watching a video about him spending some time at MIT, Barry, and there's a little piece in that clip where the composer who you know runs the program um, is really debunking and, and looking at a piece of music that Jacob composed himself and arranged. And he starts his piece off by really what seems like a very simple four-chord pop song. And immediately after that, it blends into this miraculous, magical moment, really, that consumes everyone. Um, it's quite a different change, but somehow he makes that change seamless. Somehow it is not enough to lose your interest. It still keeps your interest because sometimes we know of those types of jazz that are just too complex and you, you struggle to listen. Um, he keeps it within the, the same theme um, in some way that just keeps your interest. And he is he's just incredibly talented. I, I couldn't believe it. 
that is so cool to watch back, Chad, because at the time, I felt like I had a civic duty to share this guy with the world. That's how much I was moved and kind of how passionate I was about this new musician I discovered. And I remember talking to every friend that I knew, yeah. trying to force him on absolutely everybody. <laughs> and talking about it on the podcast was a really, really cool moment. It almost felt like that whole episode, what was it, episode... 34. I think that whole episode was building up to that moment, and yep. I was so excited to get there. <laughs> it was such a cool moment. And I think we portrayed that build up quite well in that little segment, Barry. Uh, I actually think that's some of our best work there, to be honest. Uh, and yeah, you're completely right. I was equally excited, passionate. I mean, I'm talking about that hideaway performance that he did at MIT, and to just watch all those clips on YouTube. Um, I, it's one of those moments this year that I will not forget, even though I spent it in my own home. Yeah, like you say, Jacob's music has been a, a, a platform of solace for me and has been something that's really consoled me throughout this 2020. And when I look back on it, a, a lot of 2020 has had his music in the background while I've been doing other stuff. And he really has been... I, I'm so inspired by him as a person, as a personality, and as a musician. I think he's an absolutely incredible person and human being. And I'm so glad that I found out about him and I'm so glad that I had a platform to talk about how passionate I was. Because some of my friends weren't interested, yep. Chad, I'll be yep. honest. Some of them weren't into it, right? And so it was really nice to be able to come into Across the Pond and share the passion, share the enthusiasm. And we got some really cool messages from that. I mean, it's still one of our best performing episodes to this day. Yep. It still does really, really well. And I think that's that's testament to the fact that, like like you say, I think it was one of our better episodes. And the passion really came through as we were chatting. Yeah, it definitely does. And you're right. It wasn't for everyone. I've also tried to push him on to a couple of people. I've been on the beach <laughs> in Greece uh, uh, playing this to uh, musicians and I, I had a, a bit of interest and then slowly lost it uh, but it, it is one of those things and after we spoke about this after episode uh, what was it 34 we then were graced with the absolute amazing sleeping on my dreams which has to be one of the songs of the year for me <laughs> But Chad, if you hadn't, if I hadn't forced you to listen to the whole album, you never would have got there. Because you listened to the first couple of songs and sent me a message yeah. like, Barry, listen, yeah. I know we were super excited about this guy, but I think he's got a dud here. And I, I had to force you to keep listening. Like, I know the first yeah. few songs are a bit brash and they're a bit abrasive, but just keep listening. And when you got to Sleeping on My Dreams, Chad, you were a different man. Oh, what a moment. And it was so worth it. Thanks for pushing me, Barry. Now, the next moment, you said you had some things consoling you during lockdown. I bet this was one of them. Barry, a movie released on Netflix <laughs> called 365 Days. I had heard murmurings of it from around the world uh, to try and find out who of my friends have actually watched it. Barry was like, yeah, me. Uh, and so I had to pick his brain a little bit uh, on the podcast. Now, something I wanted to chat about this week is something that I don't know too much about. I'm going to preface it with that. I was in a few social circles and this topic came up. And on the back of that, I, I looked into it a little bit. I read a few articles. Um, I, I looked at some reviews. I'm talking about a film that has been released on Netflix. And it is called 365 Days. Now, it's a film that according to Rotten Tomatoes, has 0% reviews. If you look at some of the other rating agencies in terms of films, um, I, I've seen the highest rating that I can find, Barry, is 33%. But this film is on Netflix's top 10 list of most watched films. And there's so much for us to get into here. There, there really is 
a plethora of topics to discuss on this one little tiny film. Um, but my very first question um, when I found out about this, because obviously I'm, I'm curious and I will watch this thing eventually, um, was, <laughs> Barry, have you watched it? Chad, it's a good story, actually. I, I was sitting on this couch here a couple of weeks ago, um, minding my own business. It was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night, a very, very random weekday night. And <laughs> I was going to Netflix because I wanted to watch something. And I was scrolling and yep. scrolling. And it was one of those days, I don't know if you have these days, Chad, where nothing jumped yep. out at me. I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling Definitely. and scrolling. And I didn't feel like watching anything that was, was up. And so what I did was I went onto my phone and I just started Googling. I think I Googled Netflix top top movies or okay. top new movies or something. And this thing popped up, like you say, because <laughs> of all the, the drama about it. And so I read the little plot description and uh, was intrigued. I'll, I'll say that. I was intrigued. Yep. And I decided, cool, what the hell? And so I put it on. And I ended up watching the whole thing, which is a good two-hour movie, I think. Okay. And I think why it's gotten uh, such bad reviews is is very warranted because there's zero storyline in this thing, Chad. The plot is, <laughs> is weak at best. But the reason it has right. got so popular in a sense and the reason that everyone's talking about it is because of its sexual content, which I think is very interesting right. to think about. <laughs> um, it's, it's in the kind of yeah. the vein of the Fifty Shades of Grey type, type novels and the type movie. So yeah. anyone who's watched those sorts of movies, it's, the, it's that kind of storyline where it's relying on kind of sensual uh, smut or <laughs> kind of sexual yeah. activity to carry the, 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 the mediocre acting and the mediocre storyline. But it's one of those movies that for some reason... It's just because grabbed everyone's attention, Chad. Yeah, absolutely. So, folks, uh, if this is not your thing, do tune off. We are <laughs> going to start talking about sex um, on Across the Pond, a first on this podcast. And that we did, Barry. We we went on and we spoke about sex quite extensively, didn't we? We did. It was the first and the last time we chatted about sex on Across the Pond, Chad. I don't know why I was so embarrassed. I, I'm clearly very embarrassed to have watched this movie. And you were playing a very innocent angel. They're pretending like you didn't know I'd watched it. <laughs> And then like kind of drawing me out into all the various topics to see what I thought. Oh, what a moment. What a moment. <laughs> At the time, there was this taboo around the movie. I think that's maybe why. Yeah. Um, but it really was, I, I really felt like I was under pressure there to kind of <laughs> try and tackle it from a very, very professional across the pond perspective, talking about all the various bits and pieces. But in reality, Chad, it was just a really, really silly movie that relied on sex to sell itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But I think you did well, Barry. Sometimes when we have to walk on eggshells, just make sure that we're portraying this in the best way possible. Also because this podcast is public and any single person could be listening you know we've got this cancel culture that's uh, really really a thing these days uh, people could go digging through the archives and you never know what they could find <laughs> what I had in the back of my mind Chad was that remember I wrote that novel and I got torn apart yep. for the sex scene that I'd written <laughs> in my novel like that's always in the back of my mind like oh boy this clip is going to come back to haunt me it's going to haunt me in the future <laughs> well I hope it does Barry because that would mean that you've actually released the book uh, which I'm hoping happens shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's then move on to the next one, which I don't actually know what it is. It is one of our bonus contents that we released uh, on, I think, Instagram. Uh, let's let's hit play. Was that the building that I came to visit you at and we went to have lunch when I was there? No. Is that the same not place? Not that building. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. No, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get that. <laughs> Oh, you shut me down so hard, Chad. I was so confident that I'd got the right building. And then it kind of destroyed all the momentum because you were like, no, not really, Barry. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. And then we must have laughed for five minutes after that. Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. And what we're talking about in this episode, if you haven't watched it, episode 41, is essentially where some of the scenes of Ready Player One were filmed in London. 
Barry came over a little while back and he actually visited, uh, visited and we went for lunch and all that kind of stuff. But the reason I didn't want to get into too much detail, Barry, and that's the reason why it was so awkward, not because I was shooting you down or anything like that, uh, but honestly, <laughs> just because I have taken the scenic route to finding the job that I enjoy here in the in the UK. Um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but obviously it is something that I am conscious of. Uh, and I guess that's the reason, Barry. Uh, so it wasn't that particular building because it was at my <laughs> former job, uh, which which was that building that I was referencing to. I remember seeing the panic in your eyes. I could see this was a sore point. I'm like, oh, don't go there. So that's why I kind of pulled back. Okay, we won't go there, Chad. It's okay. It's okay. And it's one of those wonderful moments of bloopers that don't make it into the main episode, but just of those absolute moments of gold that I really enjoy. And those moments are what makes this podcast so fun, is every now and then, we don't, we don't always agree, Chad. Yeah. Sometimes we do disagree, <laughs> believe it or not. And in those moments, it really just makes it a whole lot of fun. And that's what conversation supposed to be about yeah and that was really so funny uh, even just watching the blooper now i'm glad we have that on record because yeah what a great <laughs> thing to have on the archives very the next <laughs> moment is also something that was pretty noteworthy i threw you right on the spot in this moment with no word of warning nothing like that we had the sound effects all of a sudden that we were now able to incorporate into our episode and i was like hey this is a great opportunity to throw barry on the spot <laughs> Yeah, definitely, Chad. One of my, probably the most embarrassing moment of mine on the podcast. And bear in mind that I'd already mispronounced the Google CEO name. I'd failed to record an entire episode. And this is still the most embarrassing moment, Chad. They would be gone. Barry, one thing very quickly. Um, do they have a national anthem? And if they don't, I'm going to play you a little you know, background. And I'm, I want you on the spot to come up with something for the you know, Empire's Molossia. What do you think? Sure, Chad. That that is that is a tall order. I didn't hear a national anthem, so I've no, no idea what what Mackie music you're about to give me. So who knows what's going to come out right now? Okay, but let's give it a go. Let let's try and invent a, a national anthem for Maldosia. All right, and Maldosia, 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 give us your strength. We want to keep you in our land, the great land of Maldosia. <laughs> How's that, Chad? How's that? That was faster than I anticipated. I'll be honest. I love it. I love it. I know. I gave you a fast one just to see what what you'd do with it. But to be honest, I think you did pretty well there, Barry. Um, Thank you. No notice. uh, Completely off the cuff. We're going to have to send it to President Kevin Barr and see what he thinks. (laughs) We're going to have to. And I don't know if this was entertaining for you to listen to. But, you know, please don't shut off just yet. We've got a tiny little bit more of the actual stuff to cover. Um, But, yeah, that was really, really funny. Shall we move on, Barry? Please, please, Jack. Please. <laughs> I think you did so well in hindsight, Barry. Honestly, you could have got any sort of background music and you literally had one take to do that thing. We did that in one take. You did really well, man. Chad, some people didn't believe that we didn't set that up. Some people thought that it was just a setup thing. I honestly had no idea what was coming. And then Chad plays something that's like like 300 beats per minute. It was basically like a runaway racetrack of a, of a piece of music. And boy, I, I mean, I came up with something. Whether it's a national anthem or not, I don't know. But it certainly was one of those moments where I was like, what the hell am I doing, Chad? My favorite is the, the last note of the anthem. Uh, it, it reaches this peak that is, is, is a wonderful moment of relief. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, you did good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I'll look forward to future micro countries we talk about and see if we can improve things as time goes on. <laughs> hey, the Republic of Barry. Let's then move on to the next one, which is a weird and wacky moment of the episode. I think Barry brought this up as like 
you know, it's a real joke. People are doing it. What the heck? We were kind of laughing at people who do it. And then I was like, actually, Barry, we should, uh, we should do it ourselves. And we're talking about, of course, <laughs> the goat, interviewing a goat on our podcast. And what a moment indeed. What a moment indeed, Chad. I think we should, we should, we should set the precedent by talking about the, the build-up first. Yep. So let's see that clip first. And then we'll look at the actual goat itself. Because it was one of the strangest moments of my entire life, Chad. Not just the podcast, my entire life. So talking about hilarious, Barry, the next one here looks uh, really strange <laughs> to see on our list. Uh, something Barry found interesting this week. Barry normally finds artificial intelligence interesting and uh, you know, very <laughs> deep, thought-provoking, profound things. Um, but this week, Barry wants to add goats to his video call. <laughs> Chad, it's the most random thing I found, but I think it's absolutely hilarious, right? So there's this, there's this farm in Lancashire in the UK, okay. and they are a farm, and they are trying to find new revenue streams, I guess. And so what they've done is that they've got a bunch of goats that they've all named. There's, there's Mabel, and there's Elise, and there's Harriet, and there's all these goats. And what they'll do is, for the, for the price of five pounds, Chad, for your next Zoom call, your next family Zoom meeting, your next Zoom catch-up with a friend, you can get a goat, a real-life goat, on that Zoom call wow. with you. And so I think it's hilarious. I, I would love to log into my family Zoom chat and have my parents and my sister and all that good stuff. And then have in the bottom right-hand corner, Mabel the goat to join my Zoom call. I think it's absolutely hilarious. And obviously, it's, it's a very much a gimmick. It's very much like a funny thing to in, insert into your Zoom conversations. But apparently what they're doing this for, Chad, is that they're trying to raise money for some technology on their farm. Okay. So they realize that this is a very funny, like it went super viral and everyone is enjoying it and loving it. The, the hilarity of it, having a goat in your Zoom call. And they're making some money to invest in some re renewable technology on their farm. So not only are you getting a, a goat on your Zoom call, but you're also doing a little bit of good for the environment. Okay, well, that's cool. That's cool to see that side of it as well. And what a way to pivot than this. I mean, you've got a farm of goats <laughs> chilling there, you know, doing their thing. And you're like, well, yeah, let's, why not? Why not get them in on a, on a Zoom call? Um, I would have liked work from home, Chad. Work from home. <laughs> exactly. I would have. I would have paid maybe double to have a llama in my call. <laughs> <laughs> a llama would be great. And I think maybe next episode we need to have a goat all across the pond, Chad. Maybe that's what we need to do. <laughs> I think we should do it. I definitely think we should do it. Um, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for for next week. I don't know if we've got to coordinate diaries with the goat. How, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what their schedule is like. I'm sure they chock a block for. We'll have to find the right goats, Chad. What's really cool is that on their website they've got profiles of each goat, so you can get you can see what kind of personality they are. Oh. Uh, and the, the one the one I looked for, I think it was Mabel. One of the one of the, the bullet points is that very passive aggressive. So you can get a passive aggressive goat on your Zoom call, which is always cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the way we're going to try kickoff next week. Uh, no guarantees, but uh, let's see. Let's see if Mabel's got some time in her, her diary for us. And Barry, we did just that, except we went through this extensive selection process, which we actually took quite seriously, you and I. We wanted to get the right goat. And we decided for Across the Pond that Mabel wasn't a good fit, but Daisy was. We did, Chad, and I was quite surprised by how seriously you took this because I said that kind of tongue-in-cheek. wasn't really expecting to see a ghost on Across the Pond, but Chad was on this immediately, and he took made sure everything happened. He got in touch with the, with the crew, and like you say, we picked Daisy. I think it was a really, really good choice, Chad. And there was a weird amount of pressure as well, Barry. I don't know why. We've had guests on the podcast before, uh, but there was, this, there was this weird pressure happening in the background. I made sure I was here on time 
already, no technical glitches, uh, which is interesting. Chad, I was so nervous for some reason. It was all fun and games until about an hour before the call. And I was sitting here and I was like, how do you how do you interview a goat? Like, what are we supposed to say? And then I messaged you. I'm like, are we going to talk about the goat with the goat there? Are we going to ask it questions? Wow, what are we going to do? And so I think you can see a little bit of my nervousness come through in the interview. And I certainly threw Chad under the bus a couple times. Well, this is exactly what happened. Pond. Be our guest, be our guest, put our podcast to the test. Be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Well... Barry, we said we had a guest coming along this morning, and uh, she's yeah, she's in our Zoom call. We've got Daisy, uh, the goat. We spoke about her last week on our on our podcast, and she's here with us. And uh, yeah, just looks she looks really good this morning, don't you think? Oh, it's really good to have you here, Daisy. Thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Let's give a bit of a bio to give a sense of who Daisy is, Chad. Chad is a mom to t- <laughs> oh, Daisy is a mom to two twins, to Lulu and always. Sebastian. Uh, she was banned from participating in goat yoga because she really loves human attention. And so apparently she was headbutting a bunch of other goats out the way, Chad. And we will get to that in a moment. Yeah. Um, but basically, she is a fully qualified scrum master and a Zoom aficionado. So welcome, Daisy. Welcome, Daisy. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, she's looking she's looking great this morning. I mean, the weather outside is, is not so great here in the UK. Um, but it looks like her spirits are still high. Uh, she looks very, very active. We can we can actually see the the two little ones there, um, really really uh, very cute. And she's actually sending us a, a bit of a chat as well. Um, so she's she's telling us that uh, that hay is is delicious. She's enjoying the hay, and she's actually quite focused on us this morning, don't you think? I think so. I think so. Uh, wow, look at that love. Look at that love. Daisy. Daisy's probably our most affectionate guest so far on the podcast. Um, certainly has been certainly the furriest guest we've had so far. Um, and she looks like quite a strong woman, don't you think, Chad? I completely, completely agree. I mean, I'd, I'd love to ask Daisy a couple of questions, but um, I don't know. Do you, do you think she's gonna gonna give us a, a few answers, maybe on the chat, or? I mean, maybe we can try. We can try. What do you think? Yeah, let's go for Throw it. Throw the ball um, right back so at sorry, dude. I know you enjoy so hay. Sorry. It's delicious. What are you up to this weekend? <laughs> napping. She's napping Eating this hay, weekend. napping. Oh, I like it. I like it. That sounds like a good Sunday, Chad. A really, really good Sunday. And uh, I certainly would uh, would love a little afternoon nap later this afternoon. So that's great. <laughs> as well, yeah. I mean, I just can't believe how many... I'm trying to keep the kids under control as well. Well, you can, you can see the little ones there. Um, you know, that looks like a oh, lot of work, man. but they are so cute. Look at that, oh, Barry. Adorable, man. Oh, Absolutely man. adorable. Daisy, you outdone yourself. That is incredible. Lulu and Sebastian. Lulu and Sebastian. Oh, so great. So great. Don't you just love it when uh, when the pictures on the website, when you're booking, when you're booking something, Barry, when it actually matches what you get in real life. It's like when you go on an Airbnb and you book it. And, you know, Daisy is actually even cuter on, in real life than, than on her profile. I mean, I don't know. Have you had any of these kind of experiences on Tinder where you meet someone in real life and it's just not the right thing. It's so true, Chad. In this, in today's world, everyone's putting filters on themselves, making them look a lot better than they are. Daisy is even better in real life. And uh, it really is a pleasure to have her on the Zoom today. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, Daisy, I know she's got a lot of eating hay and napping to do for the rest of the weekend. Uh, so, so glad she could join us uh, for a few minutes here on Across the Pond and... Uh, yeah, I mean, have a good weekend, Daisy. Thanks for joining in. I, I know you probably have tons of Zoom calls to, to carry on with, with the rest of the, of the weekend. And she's actually said, yeah, that we must always say no to catfishing. 
Um, which, which is an important thing to stand for, don't you think, Barry? Big words of wisdom. <laughs> All of us need to make sure we are authentic, vulnerable, and we are our yep. honest selves in front of the camera. And Daisy is, is showing us how it's done. So fantastic role model. And we look forward to seeing Daisy in the future and seeing where she goes in her career, Chad. Absolutely. And if you ever want to get Daisy on, uh, to have a Zoom call with Daisy yourself, I know she's a very, very busy girl, but it, it's possible. Uh, we'll leave a link down below in our episode show notes and uh, you can have her on your next Zoom call. Do it. Um, it really, really is worth it. She's go to go, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, and yeah, that was Daisy. So thanks, Barry, for throwing the ball back into my court uh, three, four, five times. I've, I kind of lost count. I was such a mess in that interview, Chad. Thank goodness you were there. If you were not there and I was trying to do that by myself, that would have been the worst five minutes of my life. I don't know why I was so nervous. One, um, I, must, I must make one excuse, right. Chad, one valid right. excuse. Every time Daisy bleated, do you understand how loud that was in my AirPods? I used to get this crook and I was trying not to like jump off my seat or meet her in the air. Every time she bleated straight into my eardrums. But boy, it was loud. Holy moly. Yeah, I remember it was pretty loud. Um, I'll give you that. I'll definitely give you that, Barry. Uh, but luckily, luckily, the majority of our guests do actually speak back. So, you know, it's not going to be a yes, problem. Yes. It's not going to be a problem that uh, that we had this little experience, uh, Barry. But it was, it was a lot of fun. And I was quite shocked when the chat window actually came up. And a lot of you while watching that video might think, oh, no, you know, they threw that stuff in after the fact. Uh, but that was another extra unexpected uh, mix into the equation where we actually had chat messages coming through too. It really made the difference, Chad, because about two minutes in, there was still no chat. And I was like, oh, where's this going? How are we going to keep this going? But then they started to type back. And yep. Daisy literally was sending chat messages, which was really exciting to see. And all the goat puns were just amazing, way better than what we had come up with, right? Yep. And so that really made the difference, I think. And so what Chad put on the screen was exactly what we were seeing in real time. Yep. And it made the whole experience even stronger stranger even more bizarre but it's definitely one of my absolute favorite moments of across the pond there's not many people in this world chat that can say they've interviewed a goat <laughs> you're right you're right and uh, luckily we can say that uh, we also interviewed some pretty remarkable guests too and i'm sure there's gonna be a load more of that to come so whenever you hear that jingle uh, it's going to be serious business, not always a goat, but we had to, we had to, it was low hanging fruit <laughs> and we really did enjoy it. Okay, so that's all of the clips that we wanted to show, just debrief our last year of the podcast, Barry, but just some of the key lessons, what are some of the things that we've learned, uh, some of the key takeaways from your side? Yeah, so this has, had, this has been a real journey. And from where we were in episode one to where we are now in episode 52, I'd like to think we've made a lot of progress. Yep. I, th I certainly think we have. And we've learned a lot along the way. And we've adapted how things go and kind of things like the timing and things like making sure the structure works. One of the most important things for us is that when we started, it was very much an information dump. Yeah. We'd have lots of notes on our screen and we just kind of read out facts a lot of the time. And, and it's because we kind of felt more comfortable reading off the off the show notes. And what we've tried to do in recent weeks, and it's made a, a world of difference, yeah. is actually try and focus on being more conversational. So try and do less topics, but be more conversational and go into more depth, which I think has made a world of difference. Yeah, and the show notes definitely do reflect that. A lot of the time, we we don't we used to have pages and pages of stuff Barry with very very detailed and you know we almost had to hit every point that's kind of what it felt like uh, but you're right I think now that we've got it a bit more conversational we're actually listening to each other a bit more and, and playing off each other's cues yeah. uh, which is, is what you know a, podcast, a good podcast should always be obviously it would be a lot easier if we were in the same room uh, but I think we've done pretty well across the pond 
Yeah, definitely. It's certainly been a learning experience to try and work with the delay, mm. right? So if you're listening to this right now, you won't realize it. But because we're talking over Zoom or over Skype at the, back in the early days, there's just a slight delay. Yeah. And so it's hard to really react to someone in real time across the pond. Chad does lots of weird and wonderful editing things to make <laughs> it sound perfect in the actual final episode. But that's been a learning experience for me, Chad, is learning how to interact and converse across the pond when you're actually thousands of miles away. Yeah, definitely. One of the other things we learned, Barry, is by doing a pre-episode kind of energy ritual, we do these weird and wonderful stretches. Uh, This morning, Barry's (laughs) hamstring is torn, so he was a little bit incapacitated to be able to actually do that. Uh, But it definitely affects our mood quite a lot more, and we just have a lot more energy uh, and, I guess, good spirit when we approach these topics. Yeah, I think we came to a realization that some episodes were way more energy than others, and we were trying to figure out why that was the case. And after a little research, we, we talked about it a bit, and we realized that we can actually pick that energy for ourselves by what we did the, f- the few minutes before yeah. we start recording. So for those of you who don't know, we, we do a lot of research during the week, and that's how it feeds the topics and whatnot. But on the morning, just before the podcast, we we'd spend the first like five to ten minutes talking to each other and getting like the vocal folds like loosened again after like having slept the night before whatever the story is but then also moving our bodies because our bodies hold so much energy and it's made such a big difference for me I don't know about you for you Chad it's made such a big difference in making sure I am passionate enthusiastic and ready for the podcast every single time and I think we've had more consistent energy in the the later weeks than we did in the beginning we used to have kind of up and down weeks depending on how we were feeling at the time yeah I completely agree and I think by actually doing on a Sunday morning as well I've felt it's better it just doesn't the process doesn't drag on as much throughout the week i can wake up fresh obviously now it's at eight o'clock in the morning because we've had the clock change uh which is you know dragging myself out of bed uh, a little bit earlier just to get ready and, and do all that kind of stuff but it, it is it's great to have this little pre-episode ritual and especially that little bit of small talk between you and you and i before we start uh just to get us on the same page and to make sure that our energies are, are kind of in sync because they really do need to be for us to have any sort of meaningful conversation and meaningful exchanges and i think we've got that down man I think so. I think so. It certainly has made a huge difference in, in, in the past few weeks. And we keep getting better and better. That's what I'm so excited about is that I feel like every single week we keep saying to ourselves, that was probably our best show ever. And then yeah. we say it the next week and the yeah. next week and the next week. And so I can really see the progress. And especially when I look back at some of those older clips we've looked at today, it's really is really empowering mm-hmm. and really like cool to see how far we've come and how much better we've got at articulating our thoughts about getting rid of the ums and the ahs yep. and all that nonsense um, all the stumbling we used to do we're able to be much tighter and much kind of more structured these days than we were in the beginning and I think it makes for a better show and for us we certainly are learning a hell of a lot every single week that's so right it's not to say that we don't still make mistakes because we definitely do but I remember when we went through this experimental section of the podcast where I used this tool called Descript that actually analyzed every single word and when I went through that process, it was even more clear to me how much ums and ahs and all of the weird and wonderful other things that we say where we were actually doing. And I do think that that point was a marked change for me as well, because I got to actually see all of these words on a piece of paper rather than getting used to the patterns of speech that we get grown accustomed to and, and become really used to but Barry looking back on those previous clips the one thing I can say is I wish I hadn't picked up as much weight in lockdown as I had <laughs> I would much rather rather be that guy right now 
Chad, I was going to say the same thing. Like, I, um, the face is a little bit thicker than I would like compared to Parsberry. I think all the comfort eating of lockdown has really taken a toll. And uh, we have got to get back in shape, Chad. We've got to sort that out. We've got to get back to where we were because we were looking sharp back then. We were looking really good. Yeah, we definitely do. Well, anyway, I hope everyone has enjoyed joining us on this moment of reflection and I guess celebrating the wins, which is a really important thing to do. Obviously, a lot of important things happened this past week and no doubt we'll catch up for them next week. But I do think it is important, Barry, to look back and not just not let these special moments pass you by. Stop, appreciate them, and give them due notice and attention. I've so enjoyed this, Chad. Going back on memory lane, looking at all these various clips has been really cool to see. I think I'm, I'm very proud of us for having built 52 weeks in yep. a row and kind of recorded every single time. And to watch some of those favorite moments fills me with joy. It's been really a really nostalgic experience. But I also want to thank you if you've made it this far, if you're still listening, if you're still watching us, we really do yeah. appreciate you. You guys mean the world to us. And we wouldn't be doing this show if we didn't have people listening every single week. And so for all of you out there who are listening and watching, I really do appreciate you. Chad does as well. Yep. And we look forward to lots, lots more, Chad. Yeah, especially through lockdowns and all of those kinds of things. A lot of people haven't been commuting as usual. We know podcasts normally are a great way to spend your time commuting. So if you are not commuting and you're listening to us at home while you're cooking or cleaning or doing whatever you're doing, we really, really do appreciate it. And I mean, we do it for you guys. We do it for ourselves, but we do it for you guys too. Uh, and yeah, thanks so much for joining us on this journey. As always, that wraps up today's episode. We'll be back next week with tons of good stuff. Thanks for listening. Good morning, Barry. Today is a... Oh.